Hi, and welcome to The Prophet's Perspective. My name is Prophetess Keisha Gibson, and I am so grateful that you have joined me here for my devotional today, entitled The Ultimate Gift Giver. As we are approaching the Christmas holiday, in fact, we have a week before Christmas, I am sure that many of us are conjuring up ideas for the perfect Christmas gift for that special someone. Many of us are thinking of how we're going to decorate our trees and our houses bigger and better this year than last, if we haven't already done that. Many of us are planning Christmas dinners despite the pandemic that is raging through our country right now. All of these things in hopes for or in hopes of some type of normalcy that we all are trying to get. Some of us are helping our kids and grandkids to get their Christmas list together to give to quote unquote Santa, but more like mom and dad, of course. And yes, I know some of us still hold firm to that tradition of baking cookies for Santa, sending letters to uh, the jolly man in the North Pole, or just wishing, wishing for everything our eyes can behold, while bellowing in the nostalgia of our childhood memories and dreams of the magic of the Christmas season. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a Scrooge. I'm not, not by a long shot. I mean, I love the joy of the holidays. I love being with my family. I love baking gingerbread cookies and decorating the Christmas tree, although this year it will probably be uh, a tabletop Christmas tree because my kids are older. I mean, I do. I admire the beauty of Christmas with its colors and its lights and even that pseudo feeling of, you know, joy to the world or goodwill towards men that seems to uh, follow during this time of the year. But unfortunately, I also know that many people actually focus more on those things that I mentioned and less on the true meaning and the reason for the season and season and that is the gift of Jesus Christ from his birth to his life work on this earth preaching and teaching his gospel and the coming kingdom of God from his sacrifice and his redeeming work on the cross to his position now sitting at the right hand of the Father on his throne. He is the reigning King of Kings. So the purpose of this devotional today and my prayer is that this Christmas we focus less on how to reinvent Christmas due to the pandemic to satisfy our flesh and our feelings and focus more on Jesus as the greatest gift, the ultimate gift to receive before it's too late. You know, when my kids were younger, I used to read this book called The Giving Tree by Shel 
Silverstein. I used to read it to them around this time of the year. And the book told of a tree who loved a young boy. And the boy would always come to the tree and spend time swinging from its branches, gathering its leaves to make a crown, laying under it for shade when it was tired, picking apples from it to eat, and just spending time because the boy just loved the tree and the tree loved the boy. And so the story, it proceeds with the boy getting older and spending less and less time with the tree, only to return to it to demand one thing after another. Now, I, I want to read an excerpt from the book, so just indulge me here a minute. I need to say that I do not own the rights to this book or the words therein, of course, as the author is Shel Silverstein. Then one day, the boy came to the tree, and the tree said, Come, boy, come and climb. Climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and eat my apples and play in my shade and be happy. I am too big to climb and play, said the boy. I want to buy things and have fun. I want some money. Can you give me money? Oh, I'm sorry, said the tree, but I have no money. I have only leaves and apples. Take my apples, boy, and sell them in the city. Then you will have money and you will be happy. And so the boy climbed up the tree and gathered her apples and carried them away. And the tree was happy. But the boy stayed away for a long time. And the tree was sad. And then one day, the boy came back. And the tree shook with joy and said, Come, boy, come, climb up my trunk and swing from my branches and be happy. I am too busy to climb trees, said the boy. I want a house to keep me warm, he said. And I want a wife and I want children, so I need a house. Can you give me a house? The story proceeds on and the tree would conceive, giving all it could to the boy, from its apples down to its very trunk, trying to make the boy happy so that he would just spend time only for the boy to finally return as an old man, too weak and too tired to give back anything. And although the very last page, the very last page of the book states that the tree told the boy or the old man as he is depicted to come boy sit down and rest on her tree trunk and the tree was happy because the boy did but I just could not help each time I read that story to feel to always feel like a sense of sadness 
and wonder, do we treat God this way? And the answer that floods my thoughts over and over again was yes. Yes, we do. So I started reading uh, different commentaries on this book and finding many schools of thought over the meaning the author actually intended for the story. And um, actually this book was banned in some libraries um, because of different schools of thought as to why and the, the, the thought behind this book. And one of the thoughts was that this was a relationship between a parent and a child or more specifically a mother and a child because a mother sacrifices her all for her children, giving them everything, including her heart. And that may be true for some, but I could only picture this uh, with a religious connotation, like the unselfish love that Christ has for us and how we give him back so little in return. You know, think back to when you were first introduced to Christ, maybe even when you first got saved, um, the excitement um, of of finding Christ and finding about him and knowing about him and 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 the the joy that you felt when you first got saved. I can remember so vividly even to this day of how excited I was just to steal away somewhere to to read the Bible when I was in college to go to a church service or to even sit and hear someone that that uh, was more versed in the scriptures um hearing them talk about God I couldn't wait to spend time with God. I mean, I was smitten with him in my early 20s during my college years. And I I wanted him more and more. And that lasted for some time until life. <laughs> life really began to happen for me. And I encountered trauma and pain and disappointment one after another and crushed feelings and, you know, love found and love lost and times of uncertainty and change and just plain old trials in my life. And I found myself spending less and less time with God and those desires that I had for him began to dwindle in the shadows of becoming an adult and immersing myself in grown-up things and the things that I thought were important. And I began to gradually put my first love, my God, my Christ, I began to put him over to the side and even behind me as I attempted to navigate through my life. I became that boy who grew up and wanted other things that I imagined would make me happy. Now, no, I didn't leave Christ completely, but I went through times of thinking less about pleasing God and more times of just going through, going through life without God. 
and praying and calling on him when I was in a bind or and when I was in trouble. I mean, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, please, please get me out of this. Or God, if you find a way for me, God, if you will get me through this, I promise, I promise I won't do it again. I was that boy asking God for this and that coming to him when I really needed him or wanted something and you know what he would give them to me he would give me his good gifts over and over again and I would walk away with it promising to get back to spending time with him only to break that promise more times than I even care to admit right now I loved God. I did. I loved God. But I allowed life and my fleshly desires to rule over me and make me like a cheating lover. Coming back for forgiveness time after time only to step out and leave him again and again. You know, I grew up. I got married. I had kids. I joined the church. And I served in ministries and I would hear God's voice. I could hear him. I would talk to him. But it took one moment, one clip in my life where God said, enough. And that moment sent me, let me tell you, to my deepest, darkest moment. Only to shoot me to come out of it on the highest of the high mountains. My God, from what seemed like a pit, I was in a pit of hell. To the door of heaven. I found Jesus for real. It took that moment, that clip, where it was just him and I. And he was everything and nothing like I thought he was. I mean, he really became my all in all and my heart's desire was to please him and spend time with him for real and to talk to him and cry and pour out my very heart, tell him my sadness and my anger and my fears and my thoughts and I would tell him everything. My God, I would tell him everything who I couldn't see, but I could feel. I would tell him my inner compartments and those deep spaces and cracks and crevices that not even the people that were closest to me, not even my husband knew about. I could only trust that to God and he kept that. And I thank God to this very day that he found it in his plan for my life to really find him and have a real relationship with him. It fell upon a day that I was finally able to give back to the gift giver, Jesus. I was able to give back to him, me. He gave me so much during my life, even when I took him for granted. And you know what? We take God for granted. We pray, we beg God for this and that. God, fix this. Lord, do this. No, don't do that. Give me this. God, take this away. We do that. And yet in return, we wake up and we don't acknowledge his presence or his good gift of breath. 
We worship him when we want to. We worship him how we want to. We worship him in spurts and sometimes we don't worship him at all. We rush through our day. We forget to say thank you, but we continue to ask for more and more. We give Jesus so little of our time, yet he has given us his entire life. He is that tree, giving us his leaves to wear for a crown, his branches and vines for support, his good fruit to bear and eat. He gives us his shade to hide and protect us. Down to the very stump, to rest when we have wasted so much time in our lives and we are too tired to give him anything else. He gives us so much that we don't deserve. So this year, this year, as we are planning our celebrations and going about our routines for the holiday, Endeavor to give a gift to the Lord. Give of yourself in spirit, in your deeds, in action, and in truth. Let us not be that old man who came when he was too old and weak to enjoy life and now had time to spend with God. Let your gift to yourself be to seek out Christ this season while he may be found. I want you to take a deep breath. Slow it down and meditate on him. Don't let night come upon you and it be too late to truly find God for he is the ultimate gift giver. I want to leave something with you. Isaiah 55, 6-7 Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon This concludes my devotional on the ultimate gift giver. My prayer is that we will all take a deep breath, exhale, and meditate on God and meditate on his word this season. Thank you for joining me here at The Prophet's Perspective. Have a safe and blessed holiday.